This is episode 231 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are 10 Self-Sufficiency Lessons from the Great Depression, If You Are Stressed About Prepping, Slow Down and Take a Breather, and Conflicted, The Death Penalty When the SHTF, What Would You Do? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, I would like to welcome all the new listeners to the podcast. If you are listening to the podcast and you're not subscribed, uh, make sure that you do subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher or any other podcast network so you don't miss out on one of our episodes. Hey, yesterday I talked about the Prepper Bundle. I think it's a great deal. Uh, I have a link to it in the show notes. And uh, if you think you might be looking for some more preparedness content, whether it be uh, ebooks, videos, courses, uh, go take a look at it. I think it's a great deal. You get a lot of information for uh, just a little bit of money. It's it's 92% off of uh, the whole retail package uh, when you purchase the, the, the Prepper Bundle this way. And don't forget, if you do purchase it, send me or forward your invoice over to me so that I can send you out my special bonus that I was creating for uh, for the Prepper Bundle. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our first article of the podcast. Our first article of the podcast comes to us from BeSurvival.com. The article is entitled 10 Self-Sufficiency Lessons from the Great Depression. I think uh, a lot of great information here, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. When the stock market crashed in October 1929, it was the start of the longest-lasting economic downturn in the history of the United States. Millions of investors lost countless amounts of money when stocks and bonds became worthless. Your fortune was gone if it was in stocks or bonds, and if you didn't have cash at the time. The Great Depression, however, taught us some valuable lessons on being self-sufficient and self-reliant that you may recall your parents, grandparents, or great-grandparents teaching you. Lessons to learn. Number one, always use things more than once and don't waste. Disposable wasn't part of many people's vocabulary during the Depression. Scrap clothes pieces were often sewn together to make clothing and rugs. Don't spend hard-earned money to buy something if you would only use it once. Parents had to ration their food to be able to feed their kids, and oftentimes it was very little. You couldn't afford to throw anything, even the littlest of food, away. So there would be no waste. Number two. Don't open new food until the old is finished. My wife's grandparents taught us this early on in life. If there was something that was already open, you better finish it before you even thought about opening the fresh new. This prevented waste and food spoilage. When money is tight as it was in those days, you'd have to learn to make things last as long as they could, so you'd save the newest so it'd stay as fresh as possible until you needed it. Number three, if you have it, use it. My wife's grandmother had an old hand-cranked mixer, like the one in this link. It wasn't as easy as a newer electric one, but it worked and she used it until the day that it finally broke. But in her defense, why go out and buy something that is brand new with all the bells and whistles, but is the same thing you you already have at home that still works? Why spend the money and buy it just for the bells and whistles? You wouldn't during the Depression. Decisions like this are what you had to ask yourself in order to survive. Do I really need this or is it a want? 
Does it serve a purpose and would it be useful? If not, then it wouldn't be bought. Number four, learn to barter. Yes, you may have some good skills, but chances are you won't know how to do everything that needs to be done. This is where bartering comes in. You may know how to harvest your own food, but don't know how to can and preserve it. So you and a neighbor can barter your goods and services, and that leads us to number five. Number five is band together. Most people are going to be in the same boat as you. Unless you have a huge stockpile of food and a vast expertise, you will need other people and they will need you. This is what builds communities, coming together for the greater good. Number six, getting out of debt is important. Most people don't realize that even in tough times such as the depression, you still had to pay off debts. You still had bills to pay. And number seven, become a DIYer. Learn to make and do things on your own. Some people were so poor they couldn't afford clothes, so women would take scraps of clothes and sew them together to make clothing. Not everyone knew how to farm, but they had to learn to do it in order to survive. And the list goes on. Number eight, move if you have to. If you couldn't find a job during the Depression, you would have no choice but to move. Number nine, always have some emergency money. Always have some emergency cash put away. You never know what is going to happen and cash is always going to be needed. Number 10. Never give up. The Great Depression was a very trying time in history, but our ancestors fought hard and did all they could do to overcome the stresses that they were faced with on a daily basis. They stood strong and firm in their faith. They overcame, were strong and resilient. The Depression can teach us many things, especially lessons in self-reliance and self-sufficiency. If we take a look at what they did in order to survive and apply it to our everyday lives, then we will be able to overcome most SHTF scenarios and become even more self-reliant. You know, in the comment section, uh, there was uh, one comment here uh, by Mick. It says, uh, it's interesting how many of these lessons you've listed have have been common family-isms in both my and my wife's family. And so he talks a little bit about that, how some of those things have just become part of it. You know, part of those little sayings where maybe your grandparents or your grand, or, or your uh, your parents say and, or have said, and it's just part of, you know, it became part of uh, the culture, part of their life, of, of how they did things. A lot of great information here. You know, when I think about this, you know, there is some... The trend, you know, there's a big trend there about living the simpler life. Uh, you know, you've heard the term maybe getting back to the basics and those types of things where people are just, they realize, I think people take a look at our excesses and they realize that it's just, there's so much out there that we that we throw away, so much out there that is not needed. It's fun. There are, I mean, who's not going to say, yeah, some of the, the gadgets and some of the things that we have are fun. They do make life just a little bit easier. Uh, I think uh, I can admit and many people can admit that we do purchase a bunch of things that we really truly don't need that we can uh, make use of, uh, of you know, in, in other ways and in, in other things that we have. Uh, but, you know, there there is a lot of truth to that. You know, if we had to, could we get down to those basics if we had to could we get down to what we just needed to to get by i think the great depression and the people that came out of the great depression uh you know they realized that uh or you know they were able to do that 
And so I think we would be able to do that too. Would there be a little bit of pain? Would there be some some problems with it? Yeah, I mean, some people are jumping right into it and, and decluttering and getting down to what they just need uh, and, and those types of things. A lot of great information here. I think it's worth it, you know, when you're talking about being prepared and being more self-reliant, uh, you know, learning those skills and learning those things. There's a lot of books out there. If you've never heard of the Fox Fire books, uh, those are books that you might want to look at. They just talk about, uh, you know, the basics and, and, and things that, you know, skills that are just kind of long lost. Uh, I've always uh, well, I've said that, you know, when those type of articles come out on Prepper website, they do get, uh, they're, they're pretty popular because people want to know, hey, uh, you know, are, are there some skills out there that I don't know that maybe, you know, other, our ancestors knew or, or whatever, you know, the, those uh, survival skills or those, uh, you know, primitive type skills and not necessarily primitive like out in the woods type thing, but maybe, you know, just uh, getting by and, and learning how to, uh, how to do things uh, using you know, multi-use items and, and all those different kinds of things out there. Um, you know, when you look at these lessons, they are, they're just their basic common sense lessons that if you were in a situation uh, that, you know, money was tight and the economy was, 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 wasn't that, you know, strong, that you would just be doing. But, uh, you know, should we be practicing these things right now? And I think that if you are wanting to become a little bit more self-sufficient, you should be practicing these things and, and passing these things along. Uh, you know, always use things more than once and, and don't waste it. Yeah, you know, one of the scenes that I remember from uh, the book of Eli, uh, it was uh, when he's sitting in the, um, I guess in that uh, like little apartment or that bedroom there, and uh, he's talking to uh, to the girl. I can't remember her name. He's talking to the girl. And uh, he, he's talking to her about uh, what it was like before whatever happened, you know, before their collapse. And he, you know, one of the things that he mentions is that we threw away things that people fight about now, you know, fight for now. Uh, just things that we just even didn't even consider, things that just weren't that important. But uh, now all of a sudden they are. And so part of part of uh, going through life is determining what really is truly important and uh, making sure that we do use up our, our uh, resources and use them wisely. Uh, I love the don't open new food until the old is finished. I mean, how many of you actually have gotten to the point where you had to throw away maybe some old cereal or you had to throw away something because, you know, the kids got into, uh, you know, something else and they didn't finish that off and, and it's like they became stale and it's, it's like, what a waste. And I, I absolutely hate wasting food. I guess it's all the articles that I read and all the, the news that I, that I, uh, that I watch and, and read and listen to. Uh, I just absolutely hate throwing away food. I mean, that's just one of the things that just bugs me completely. Um, if you have it, use it definitely. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. We had, uh, we have an uh, electric can opener. And uh, it's it's on the fritz, and it was, I think we've had it since we got married, so it's a really old one. But uh, you know, it's like, do we go buy a new one, or do we just use the hand crank that we have here? You know, we have uh, several several of those, and uh, definitely, it's one of those things where uh, an electric can opener would make it a little bit easier. But uh, you have the hand crank, and uh, some of those hand cranks are really good too. You definitely want to buy a good one when you buy buy a, a hand crank can opener. 
All right, um, learning to barter. And I like the fact that in this article, it's not talking about necessarily stocking up things to barter, but bartering your skills and uh, you know linking up with people uh, that way, knowing that, hey, I've got this skill and I'll trade it for the skill that you have. Banding together, I think, is always, I talk about that often, often. Getting out of debt is very important. I think that's very, very important. Having cash on hand, you need to be able to... Uh, uh, you know, to have both of those things taken care of because if the economy starts to tank and which guys I'm starting to, I mean, like the stock market, uh, you know, I'm recording this on Wednesday for Thursday, went up 300 plus points today and you have those big gains. The stock market is just going through the roof, but you don't see any of that, you know, in on Main Street. And people are still, you know, in the same predicament. Now, uh, you know, there's some some companies like Apple announced that they are giving their employees bonuses because of the tax plan and things like that. Uh, but, you know, that that really uh, I've heard that the tax plan is not really going to help people that, uh, you know, everyday common people. And then that last thing, you know, never give up. Uh, and that's uh, that's one of the things that, you know, if if we as as human beings, as we uh, move forward and there are reasons for us to live and you know we want to yeah, as a parent we want to make sure that we uh, you know survive and thrive and help our kids you know do the same you know there's always something to live for and there's always something to to push on to and the people in the great depression did that uh, and they did that well uh, you know it was hard uh, and you if you are lucky enough to have maybe some great grandparents or grandparents around that went through that and they're able to tell you the stories about I mean the stories are, are pretty awesome but uh, you know they they went through that and they were able to get through it and they survived and got on to the next to the other side and that should be um, you know a point of hope for all of us who uh, you know look at this preparedness situation and the whole self-reliance um, life and uh, hope that whenever the the poop hits the fan, that we're able to uh, you know to mitigate all the things that, that that hit us, and we're able to come out on the other side uh, okay. And really, uh, this article really leads in that last part. Really leads into our next article uh, from my friend Gay uh, over at Strategic Living, and her article is entitled "If You Are Stressed About Prepping, Slow Down and Take a Breather." I think this is uh, one that maybe a lot of people need to hear. So let's go ahead and read this one. It makes me sad when I learn that preppers are overwhelmed, stressed, and clearly are letting prepping activities take over their life. It does not have to be that way. Here is what I see over and over again. I see preppers, both new and experienced, getting overwhelmed. I see preppers stressed by the never-ending list of things they need to purchase in order to be fully prepared. I see preppers bogged down by the sheer pressure to learn off-grid and homesteading skills that they may never need. I see preppers spending every last penny of their budget on supplies and gear to the exclusion of taking a vacation or even treating themselves to a night at the movies. I see preppers feeling less than prepared because they do not have a huge garden, do not raise farm animals, and are interested in neither. I could go on, but you get the drift. To all of this, I say stop, take a breather, evaluate your risks, and move on with a slower, more focused, and relaxed pace. In this short article, I want to set the record straight. Prepping should be something you enjoy. That's right. You need to enjoy the prepping process, and if you're not, you're doing something wrong. I am not saying that all prepping will be a barrel of laughs, but it can be both fun and rewarding. 
By having a specific preparedness goal in mind, you can carve a plan that will deliver a double whammy of benefits. First, you will have the peace of mind that you can get by on your own for one week or two weeks, a month, or even longer if and when a disaster shows up on your doorstep. Second, you can do a pleasurable thing to learn the skills you need. Make it a hobby and not a job. Examples. If you love to cook, select a favorite recipe and learn to make it using ingredients found in your food storage. After doing that, take it outdoors and see if you can cook it on your grill or on a rocket stove. If you like to shop, plan a trip to the dollar store or Walmart and challenge yourself to find useful prepping supplies, spending a maximum of $10 or $20. Hint, check out the toy, craft, and hobby sections for those all-important off-grid amusements. Go camping for the first time and enjoy the fresh air and solitude while at the same time learning to light a campfire. The last time I checked, there is no prepper police that is going to grade you and send you to the principal's office if you take some time off to goof off. There is no bounty hunter that is going to come after you and shame you into doing more. As a matter of fact, I now consider this prep just a little each day stuff to be pure baloney. As with almost everything I write about, I say this from a personal experience. There was a time when every shopping trip included an eye out for items that were good for when the SHTF. Every weekend was spent learning a new prepper skill or trying out this product or that. It was exhausting and in hindsight left me little of what I call me time to kick back and chill out. It is only after retiring that I slowed down and realized that there was life beyond prepping. I realized that while blogging about preparedness, I had set up my own version of keeping up with the Joneses, only calling it keeping up with other bloggers. Here is the kicker. Some of those bloggers are fakes. They run websites from a desk in Romania or Poland or some other off, far off place telling wannabe preppers what to do based upon no hands-on experience whatsoever. They are in it for the money, period. On the other hand, there are many fine bloggers in the preparedness niche, but alas, they are getting squeezed out. It's, it's a shame. For those of you that have been wondering, yes, I still prep. That said, I am no longer frantic about it, and I no longer let prepping rule my life. I still visit Backdoor Survival frequently, and if you have not checked lately, they are putting out some fantastic stuff, as well as the Organic Prepper and the Very Best Prepper news site, Prepper Website. Uh, thanks, Gay, for saying that. Prepping and being prepared is a very important component of living a strategic and joyful life. While you should not lose sight of that, you also should be mindful that if you are a stress prepper, you need to slow down and take a break. Do what you need to do to put some fun back into your life. Your prepping activities will still be there when you return to them. All right, so great article there by Gay, uh, and I love the uh, the aspect of it. It's a whole other side because a lot of the times... You hear, hurry up, get prepared, get prepared. Don't, uh, you know, don't falter. You know, you got to hurry up and you got to get these preps. You got to get this gear. You got to do all that kind of stuff. And uh, so she's coming at it from a whole different point of view. Now, I would say, I would, and I will say that Gay is older and retired. And so you, you know, and she has a lot of experience and she has a lot of, um, you know, a lot of knowledge in the preparedness world. To the point that she is very capable of uh, of being flexible and uh, very resilient on the you know on on just knowing what to do and how to handle a situation. Other people might not be that 
uh, knowledgeable and you have that much information in, in preparedness. And so maybe that's why some people feel very stressed out and, and uh, have high anxiety when it comes to these types of things. Because I know I've talked to people myself who just start into preparedness and feel like they're behind the eight ball. You know, they feel like they're behind the eight ball and, uh, you know, they look at the world and how crazy it is. And uh, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I felt the same way when I started. I felt the same way going to going to work and like, why am I working? The, you know, the world's going to come to an end, you know, in a week, you know. And uh, that's just the kind of the way it, it, you can get if you're not very careful. And so I think, you know, you need to temper... Um, you know, temper all the, the what you're hearing. Uh, you need to prep, but yeah, you need to be able to relax. You need to make sure that you're getting skills, but you need to make sure that you're not stressing yourself out and your family out that, you know, that they don't want any part of that. Uh, you don't want to completely lose your whole life because you're, you, you start prepping. And there, there are a lot of people out there that, you know, need to heed this advice. So I love the idea of, you know, take some time to, to learn a recipe, uh, you know, cook. Uh, if you're cooking and you need to cook, you know, cook it, uh, learn to cook a recipe, you know, in the kitchen. But then go outside and try to do it over a fire, maybe using some cast iron, uh, you know, and some charcoal and uh, learn to do it that way. And, uh, you know, learn uh, you're learning some skills, but you're also taking care of things that you need to take care of, uh, providing a meal and, uh, you know, practicing in, in those types of things. Going camping is always one of those things that people always talk about that it's, you know, it's a great thing to do. And then learning skills and hobbies that are fun, uh, you know, for you and being able to apply those into, into preparedness. So great advice here. Uh, and uh, I, I love the way, you know, Gay has always been one who was very sensible in the way that she approached preparedness. So I hope you get a chance uh, to go maybe read this article. Uh, if if you're in a situation where you're feeling a little overwhelmed and uh, don't, don't want you to feel like that at all, I uh, don't want you to feel like you're just so stressed out. Yeah. You might, you might be a little behind the eight ball. Yeah. You might feel like, uh, you know, you don't have that much time, uh, but you do. And a lot of people have felt that way. Uh, so uh, that's why we always say start with a plan. You got to start with a plan. If you work your plan, you'll feel a little bit better because you know that you're getting things done and you're getting it in a sequential order. You're not just, you know, shooting out there in the in in the dark trying to get a little bit of this and a little bit of that. All right, so Gay, she blogs over at strategiclivingblog.com. And uh, so definitely you might want to go over there and uh, see the information. She's going to, if you're into essential oils and uh, those types of things, she does a lot of that, a lot of experimentation with uh, essential oils. And uh, I think she was working on a, on a bug spray uh, over the summertime. And uh, I think she might have perfected that one as well. And so uh, with essential oils and, and uh, you know, the, using all those natural natural ways of doing that. So again, that's strategiclivingblog.com uh, for that article. All right, so our last article is uh, Conflicted. And uh, so the article is entitled Conflicted, the Death Penalty when the SHTF, What Would You Do? 
So every Thursday, I uh, uh, pull out a conflicted scenario. Conflicted is a card game that has scenarios on the back of each card, and so that you can flip them over and talk through the scenarios with your friends and and uh, you know see kind of where they would end up uh, on the preparedness scale there. And so this one here is uh, actually isn't a scenario. It's uh, more the type of you know think through what would you what would you say what would you think. And so uh, let me just kind of read it for you here because it is dealing with uh, the SHTF like many of the conflicted scenarios do. And uh, this, is what it, this is how it reads. List five crimes punishable by death in a post-apocalyptic world that in the world of today do not carry that sentence. So again, list five crimes punishable by death in a post-apocalyptic world that in the world of today do not carry that sentence. So what would you say? I mean, what would you what are five things that or five crimes that you would say that that person that committed that crime would need to be executed for? Uh, it's m- maybe not necessarily in today's world they're executed. Uh, you know, maybe they're slapped with uh, with a fine. Maybe they go to do some jail time, but not necessarily executed. The SHTF for some people might say uh, that you know that brings on a whole different scenario, right? And so a lot of things to think about because, for instance, like the state of Texas has a death sentence uh, for some crimes, but other states don't. And uh, so that might might play a little bit into the way that you answer this scenario. So I would be very, uh, very curious of what your five crimes would be. Now, of course, you can sit there and just, you know, think them through and, and what would you what would you say they would be? Or you can come over to edthatmatters.com and come over to this conflicted article and you can list them in the comment section. So I, and again, like I said, I'd be curious of what those crimes would be. Uh, you know, I'm always surprised. There's always things there that I just I wouldn't have thought of and uh, that are really, you know, uh, you know, thinking outside of the box. So, uh, you know, feel free to do that. All right, guys, that's it for episode 231. I appreciate you spending time with me. And, uh, hey, don't forget to come over to uh, the Facebook group and join that if you haven't. Uh, We'd love to have you there. And don't forget to connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I love to always hear from listeners out there. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.